Blog Talk Radio. Archangels, ghosts, and Bigfoot, oh my. It's just another night for supernatural girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others. Here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I am your host, Patricia Baker, and I'm here with my co-host, Patricia Kirkman, PK, all the way from Tucson. How are you tonight, PK? Doing very well, thank you, my dear. And yourself? Oh, I am doing very well. The sun's been shining. I've been planting my garden plants. It's a good day. That's a very good day. I'm watching mine yeah. dry out already. Now we've just I just got <laughs> some geraniums planted in the front yard and it's been so hot they're withering on me. So I'm gonna have to bring oh. a little extra TLC for them this year. Yeah. Oh I hate seeing the plants wither like that. I feel so bad for them, but I'm <laughs> glad you will give them some tender loving care. Good for you. So we've got a lot to share tonight and of course we have an amazing guest because Amy Major. Now She's been with us one other time. We had a great evening with her, and she is a psychic medium, but she's talking about how to become a rescue medium with us this evening. And we're going to introduce her in just a few minutes, but first, we got to hear about the numbers, PK. What is going on? Well, you have to remember that what's transpiring around us right now is we're in a three-personal month, so it's all kinds of communications going on. And what oh, well, should say a three personal day? There's so much happening. It's such scattered energies. You know, part of what's been taking place this year, universally, everyone is working on a very ultra sensitive side. And this month, they're working on the spiritual side, the learning and teaching side, and both of them. It's like pulling taffy. We're going two different directions at once. Every time we let go, it snaps back. But it's basically covering the same thing. It's all about our sensitivity and our emotions. And on that, we can add the fact that it's difficulty sleeping at night, which doesn't help any of us or most of us, particularly if you're in a seven-month as well as a seven-year. So we're having a lot of people jumping around. But for right now, there's a lot of creativity going on around all of us in a lot of communication, but we're also going to be given information that's going to be extremely important for us, not just us today, but it's we're getting bits and pieces. It's like somebody's walking around throwing the cookie crumbs, pick them up, yeah. look at, see what's there. There's more coming, a lot more coming. Well, that outside of that, I was going to say, outside of that, the best thing we could do is keep our fingers crossed that there's a little bit of niceness coming back from one to another because we need that so desperately right now. 
You know, you're right. We really do. It's not fun to watch people treat other people badly. So it's it's nice to know we have some possibilities here to turn this around. I hope everybody will put their energy in that direction. That would be thrilling, wouldn't, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. Yes, it would. Well, you know what? They could also contact you and find out about what their dreams mean because oh, dreaming yes. is so very strong for everyone this month. Well, thank you for saying that. You know, that's my big love in life and my passion is the dream world and also helping people to understand their dreaming life and what their dreams mean. It's really not that hard to learn. So, yes, people can feel free to contact me. You can find me on our website, SupernaturalGirlsWithAZ.com, or you can message me from Supernatural Girls' Facebook page. And also for you, PK, if people want their own personal numerological reading they can find you also on the website supernaturalgirls.com and on your own site which is patriciakirkman.com and they're able to schedule right from your website right how convenient is that that's great that's about as good as it gets kiddo for both of us to be able to get here I know you can reach us so easily and we are here to support your enlightenment And making life better for everybody. That's what this is about. Expanding your consciousness, learning new things, all of those great things. Did you see this one, PK? I sent it over to you. It's so wild, wild, wild. You've got to tell them about it. It's just too weird. I love this stuff, though, as you know, and you do too. The Mandela Effect. Now, we've been looking for an expert to come and talk to us about this, and we haven't found one yet because this is such a new topic. And people are reporting all of these different Mandela effects all over YouTube, et cetera. But this was a nice article that we found in MysteriousUniverse.com. And it's about the Mandela effect in movies. So mm-hmm. this, this just, did this blow your mind? The Wizard of Oz. This is so iconic. Now, <laughs> the famous line when Dorothy says to her dog, Toto, right? Toto, Mm -hmm. I don't think in Kansas anymore, except guess what? With this Mandela effect, it's not the same. Now it's saying, Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Now, that may sound like a small thing, but it's not because so many people remember it differently than what's actually in the movie right now. So this is just everybody's mind who's involved in this and who's watching this closely. Now mm-hmm. there's another one, another glitch. And this is about the flying monkeys. Now those things were damn scary. I remember watching this when I was a kid and the wicked witch commands her army of the flying monkeys. And she says, fly my pretties fly. Right. Remember that? I sure do. Except now It's fly, fly, fly. It was never fly, fly, fly. Right? It was fly, fly, yeah. So, I I mean, look, I am waiting for somebody to explain this one to me. But this is, I mean, there's, there's just glitch after glitch. People are finding these things and they're reporting on them. And it is mind boggling because it's not just one thing. I mean, it's over and over again in so many different movies. Now, even in E.T., the extraterrestrial, 
Spielberg movie. Right. Now, when E.T. says phone home, I mean, who does not remember that? Phone home. Now, it's, it's he's saying home phone. That doesn't even make sense. Now, what's not that? at all. I mean, it makes Somebody, no sense. Nope, it doesn't make sense at all. And and oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs. Now, mm-hmm. remember he says hello, Clarice, right? That was a big major line. But now mm-hmm. it's just good morning. Where did that come from? Somebody it, I mean, somebody's pushing us into another dimension. I don't know. It's a parallel world. <laughs> It's not the way I remembered it. That's for sure. It is not at all the way I remembered it. And there's so many other glitches about everybody. I want to, again, send you, Paige, because the entire article is there with some cool photos and more stuff, like from Star Trek. Now, who does not remember Captain Kirk saying, beam me up, Scotty, right? It's always been that. Except it's not there anymore. It's gone. So in he's not he doesn't say that. So in this new reality, "Beam Me Up, Scotty" is missing. Now I clearly remember "Beam Me Up, Scotty" repeatedly, and now it's just gone. It's just gone. So again, so many things to read about on the Facebook page. We have also more UFO information. Take a look there. Lots of exposés that have come to light. Take a look. It is great stuff. Make sure you follow us on Facebook so you can keep up with everything we're doing. But this Mandela Effect stuff, we have got to get somebody on to talk about it because it's so fascinating and so scary at the same time. How tenuous is our reality that these things that we remember have changed and changed pretty radically? So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it'd be a great show to get somebody to talk about that. What do you think, PK? I think that's a great idea. I think I just wonder if going in with the wind, if they're going to change that. Yeah, it may be Yep. Yeah. Um, we better find out. Have, to, have to look at that online and see if somebody picked it up on YouTube or something and found glitches there. It's just crazy. But, you know, one of them that really got me last year when I was working with a group of interns and we were looking into this and the Freddie Mercury song from Queen, We Are the Champions. And then there's mm-hmm. the tactics, are the champions of the world. Except, guess what? Of the world is missing in the song. So it's now we are the champions and that's how the song ends. I don't remember it that way. Do you? I'm afraid I don't. And scary. My very young interns, they didn't remember it that way either. They were, they were just so upset. that The song was changed. (laughs) So, I mean, it's all different age frames. It doesn't matter how old you are. I mean, if you remember something can, you know, that we all remember the same way, it is shocking Mm -hmm. to suddenly get this out in the open and see that, wait a second, the song is different today. Very weird. So we're going to have to talk about this more on the air. And Hey, if anybody out there is listening and you know, an expert in the Mandela effect, let us know. We'll be happy to have them on. That'd be great if we could. I know. We got to make some sense out of this somehow. 
Now, some people are, are saying it's about the CERN thing, the CERN technology in Switzerland, and it's all in other points over the world that's creating this shift. But we're going to get all the theories together. We'll be talking about it more on Supernatural Girls. That is for sure. So Good. Looking forward to yeah, we got to do this exciting stuff. I mean, we do every week anyways, but this is the cool topic. So tonight, though, we've got a new take on mediumship, which is rescue mediumship. And we're going to find out all about it because our guest is a rescue medium. Her name is Amy Major. She is a healer and medium in the New England area for 17 years. She's studied and worked at the New Millennium Psychic Center in Derry, New Hampshire, and was also the lead medium in the Psychic Ghostbusters team, conducting many spirit investigations and rescues. Always interested in her development, she's studied under some of the best mediums in the area, as well as specialized schools focusing on psychic and mediumship abilities. She is considered one of the best up-and-coming mediums in the New England area. So we have our luck. Amy with us tonight. She's got a new book out, and we're going to really dig into it. So, Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's awesome. I was trying so hard to contain myself when you were talking about The Wizard of Oz, because that's actually my favorite movie ever. Oh, so I actually God. have a picture of the Wizard of Oz on my on my wall right now. I'm like, ooh, ooh, that's my movie. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you hang on to that picture before it starts changing. My goodness. Oh, I know. Really? Yes, I definitely well, will. I, I have tons uh, of stuff, so I'm going to hoard it all. <laughs> <laughs> if you notice it's shifting, you better call us and let us know so we can report okay. back to our audience on this one. But, yeah, it was a great movie, one of my favorites, too. Now, you've got a new book out called Light the Way. Now, has it hit the bookstores yet? It hits the bookstores May 28th. So, so just very good. next week. Ah, good. good. Just, just in time for your birthday. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's a birthday present to me. There you go. It, it, it well, is. and it's your, it's your three months all about communication and getting out there. And it has a luck factor to it, so it's going to be even better than you think. Oh, oh. awesome. Yay. Totally cool with that. <laughs> Good news. That's a great way to start your birthday year. Um, so tell yeah, us, the first question, everybody wants to know, what is a rescue medium? This is a new term for so many people. It is, but, you know, it's actually the term's been around for close to 40 years now, but... So many people haven't been used to the term. You're just, people are used to the term medium, um, but they're not, they don't know that there's a distinction um, between message medium, psychic medium, and a rescue medium. Um, The term medium that most people are aware of is a medium, um, something that connects into the spirit world and connects with them, talks with spirits, and relays messages to people here in, in the physical world which I do, but I specialize in rescue. As, and as people realize, um, not everybody dies the same way. We all have our own particular transition process from being alive, going through the death process, our soul leaving our body, and moving on to a higher state of consciousness. Everybody moves at a different rate, and everybody dies in a different way. So depending on how you die, how fast you move over to the other side, 
your awareness, the factors that, that, that fall into your death, some spirits decide to stay behind. They don't cross over all the way. They don't move into the light right away, and they decide whichever cause it is, because there's so many reasons why they don't, they are kind of settled in between vibrational frequencies, and they're closer to what we call the earthbound state. Mediums such as myself, we consider ourselves rescue mediums because we specialize in connecting to these spirits that are still in transition, haven't made it all the way to the other side. We like to communicate with them, talk with them, counsel them, help them try to figure out why they're not moving on, what's keeping them holding them back, and we help trying to get them to continue crossing over, to continue moving into the light, and to help them release any sort of blocks or challenges to get them to cross over. So it's rescue work and to help them move on to the other side. So it's, it's, it's a much different form of mediumship than most people are aware of, but I have to say it's probably the oldest form of mediumship out there, which I'm very pleased to hear about. Yay! Yeah. Gosh, I had no idea that this was the oldest form. It is. So many people have connected to, to ghosts before they even thought about connecting to people in heaven. Nobody knew that you could talk to people once they're in heaven. It's like they go to heaven, they can watch over us, but talking to them, forget that. That doesn't happen. But we have ghosts or what we call earthbound spirits around us all the time, and they're much easier to connect to because they're at a closer to our vibration. So people have been seeing ghosts for hundreds and hundreds of years and you know whether they say spells or they say prayers or they just you know call in their angels whatever it is to help these ghosts and spirits move on that's a form of rescue so people have actually been doing that a lot longer than message mediumship and that was actually rescue mediumship was what actually started the spiritualist revolution in the 1840s so, oh my goodness! Rescue mediumship was the origination of spiritualism. So, Incredible. I definitely yes. like to state that not message mediumship, rescue mediumship. That's what started it all. How interesting! Now, give us an example. It's like somebody calls you and says, "We need your services." Tell us some of the stories of what happens when you go to rescue someone with your mediumship abilities. Can you tell us about? Some of them, I mean, clearly you don't have to tell us, tell us their names, but tell us the story. What happens? Quite often, so many people know that they have a ghost in their house or restaurant or a place of business, or maybe they just walk by a place and it feels really eerie to them. And like, you know, I keep feeling like someone's watching me or someone's here, but I can't see anyone. Who do I go to? Well, you can't call Ghostbusters because they don't really exist. <laughs> Who can right. you call? So they usually call it mediums that specialize in this type of work, which is rescue work. And so I get called in the places, and I have to kind of go and evaluate what is going on. There are so many factors. It may not be a spirit. It may be an energy cluster, a projection, could be an entity, could be just a residual imprint of, of an event that took place. So I kind of have to do an investigation and evaluation of the space. From there, if I do decide, okay, there is a spirit here, they are earthbound, let me now connect to them and let me find out why they're here. 
So I might take some time to kind of communicate with them through whichever clearability is the strongest for that particular medium. For me, I sense, I feel, I see, and I hear. So through all of those abilities, I talk to the spirit. Okay, now we know what you, why you're here. Now I'm going to see what I need to do in order to get you to release yourself from the earthbound plane. What can I say? What can I do? How can I help? this spirit understand that they they need to move on so when i'm walking around the dwelling and i'm talking with the earthbound spirit i'm usually explaining myself to the to the people that are alive explaining what i'm sensing from the spirit and sometimes it's just kind of like hey the spirit just wants to let you know this is this okay with you and and it's kind of like a just a form of communication um between the two i become a mediator between spirit and people that are living and from there, once they're able to let go and say, okay, I've said my piece, I can move on now, I can open a channel to the other side, I could bring in deceased relatives to come and walk that spirit onto the, into the other side, I could bring in their guides, I could bring in their angels, or I could just say, hey, there's the light, continue going. But it all depends on the awareness of the spirit. Sometimes the spirit may not even be aware of how they are going to transition. They get very lost along the way. And it's my job to kind of light the way for them. Say, hey, this is where you need to go. Move on and and, and experience that spiritual journey of that transition. So going into a place can be very challenging because you never know what you're going to experience. You never know what you're going to walk into. And you have to take it every experience as an individual experience because you don't know is a spirit going to harass you are they going to energetically attack you is this a residual imprint that you just have to clear away or is this you know a lost child that may be in a hostile hostage environment where there's an earthbound spirit keeping a child hostage and you have to break them and bring in spiritual law and go into you know um, protective mode. So it, it has many different factors involved with that. So anyone getting involved with this type of work needs to build up those chops and get and get strong and and feel like they have an energetic layer of protection around them because it can get really tricky in this type of work. Well, apparently so because there's so much that you are walking into and you really don't know ahead of time what it's going to look like, what it's going to be, but. Can you give us a specific example? Like I, you just mentioned one that really caught my attention about a child being held captive. Did you ever encounter that? Yes, I actually explained that in my first book, Toward the Light. Um, one of the most profound um, rescues I did was there was a woman who was taking pictures in a cemetery. And she all of a sudden she felt like threatened. She felt like she was really afraid because she felt like somebody was watching her while she was taking pictures in a cemetery for like a school project. And she started seeing this image of um, the lower half of a girl with her shoes and the face of a man. And she didn't understand what was happening. So she's like, she just kind of left the cemetery and didn't know what to do from there. She went home and then felt like she was being attacked. She was having nightmares. She was feeling as if she was being choked. She was um, having panic attacks. And she kept seeing the image of this face of this man throughout her apartment. So she calls in my team. We come in. We start walking down the hall. Wow, this is sensing really heavy. I'm feeling like there's definitely a vortex here. I'm feeling like there's a lot of anger and aggression of energy going down this hallway. 
she steps out of her room, out of her apartment, and the spirit physically manifests through her skin and projects out outside of her body. And, like, you see this gray mass of energy on top of her looking at us. And, like, it stopped us in our tracks. And we're like, what the heck is this? And I'm like, okay, stop. We forgot. I didn't even think of shielding myself. I'm like, that's it. Go back in. I'm not ready yet. (laughs) So we put up our energetic shields. And and we're like, okay, okay, let's regroup here. (laughs) Now that we know we're going in under the attack, we're not going in necessarily to rescue. Because we don't know what's going on just yet. We walk into the apartment. She's got three vortexes going on. She's got a cat cowering under the bed. Shaking, oh. <laughs> terrified, and she's standing there with this entity projecting out from her. So, okay, this entity or the spirit is now inside her. It attached to her at the cemetery. So Ugh. my coworker and I were like, okay, tag team, what are we going to do? I start connecting into the vibration of two spirits in that room. First spirit is a man in his 50s. He's an alcoholic abuser. And then I start seeing he's a pedophile. He's attacked girls. He's raped girls. He's murdered girls. Not only that, but he did that to a specific little girl around the age of seven. And I saw this little girl standing next to him wearing a white dress with black shoes, long brown hair, and she was terrified. She would not leave his side. And then from there, I saw he had raped her, killed her, and is now keeping her hostage next to him and not letting her go into the light. Oh, my God. So that was I was the first time I'd ever seen a hostage situation. It was about 15 years ago. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what do we do? And that's when I called in what I call spirit police. Spirit police are spirit guides on the other side that oversee spiritual law. We all know that we all have free will. That is a spiritual law given to us by God. Now, this hostage situation was allowing it so this girl did not have the free will to get away. He was taking that will away from her. Therefore, I was allowed to bring in the spirit police because spiritual law was being broken. From there... I had my energetic healer doing Reiki and all sorts of energetic cleansing work on the woman who had the attachment. I had to break the child free from this negative spirit that was not only attached to the little girl, but now attached to the woman who was in the cemetery. Once I was able to break them free, I was able to bring in the mom of the little girl and that feeling I can't even begin to describe the unconditional love between mother and daughter and knowing how grateful that mother was to me for helping her daughter escape this capture. And they just embraced themselves. And you could feel the glow of their love in this apartment. And everybody started to cry. It was the most amazing experience you can imagine. She grabs the little girl, embraces her, and takes her straight into the light. And the, the spirit that was attached to the woman in the cemetery was really pissed. <laughs> he was not happy. Uh, he had just lost yeah. his victim. And, and right. from there, we're like, that's it. He's not ready to cross. He just wants to continue attacking other girls. We're putting him in lockdown. Down means 
those spirit police that come and, and, and watch out over spiritual law, they can take him to a spiritual holding area to do some reconstruction, some healing. It's kind of like a jail for spirits that are not behaving. And they put him in lockdown for a, a period of time to try to get them to change their mind. Most of the time that doesn't happen, but they still take them and they still take them out of the woman so that she no longer has the attachment. From there, we cleansed the apartment. We cleansed her. The cat came out from under the bed, closed up all the vortexes, and everybody was happy. But we couldn't even imagine something like that happen. I never even heard of a hostage situation until I saw that happen. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I now know rescue is going to be my life. I'm going to help not only people that have attachments here in the physical world, but spirits that can't get away from other spirits and happens so often, so often. What you can't an imagine. initiation for you. This is just an incredible initiation to the work of rescue mediumship. But I have to ask you, cause I I'm getting these text messages right now from listeners. <laughs> now you describe a, a person who is a monster who mm-hmm. is, has hurt so many people. Where's hell? In that, in this place, I mean, is somebody like that? Do they ever go to a place that we've known to be described as hell? You know, taken into some dark underground area and left there where they belong. <laughs> I like to, I like to call it the lower realm. I because if you think of realities as a vibrational frequency um, and density, then the lower realm is a much lower frequency than us here in the physical realm can go down into a lower frequency, which is nothing but pure negativity. We like to consider it hell, but other people just like to think of it as a a new reality based on the absence of God and the absence of love. And within that realm, within that reality, people can get lost in it and lost along the way and feed into their own negativity and become the mirror image of the pain and suffering that they went through. So it is a very dense, very dark space to be, but one in which they choose to go. It isn't condemnation. It isn't a place that they're sent to. It is all about their will, and they want to be there. Wow. Well, we are learning so much tonight. Yes, yes. So we're going to take a very short commercial break. Everybody stay tuned. This is a great show with Amy Major, and we will be right back. Are you ready for a new experience of freedom and powerful connection? Would you like a positive, effortless change in your life? Then come to CosmicFusion.com, where we offer the most advanced energy clearing and expansion techniques in the world with a quantum vortex energy to activate your divine blueprint and life's purpose. When your soul leads the way with Cosmic Fusion and Quantum Vortex Energy, you can break clear of past difficulties and blocks with the power of the Source. With Cosmic Fusion, the Source Energy does the work for you. It's easy and effortless. Listen to our free meditation right from our Cosmic Fusion website, the Cosmic Code Meditation. Sign up for one of our interactive webinars today. Come to Cosmic Fusion, www.kosmicfusion.com to experience an effortless awakening and transformation. 
Are you ready for an upgrade? Are you ready for a new experience of living in the fifth dimensional magic and powerful connection? Then visit CosmicFusion.com today. CosmicFusion.com Your property tax bill. Have you seen it lately? It's frightening. Your property taxes are going up while your home value is going down. It's time to fight back and win. For the real truth about the property tax system, get Attorney Pat Quintilian's book, Are You Getting Screwed on Your Property Taxes? How to Find Out and How to Fix It. Attorney Quintilian answers all your questions and gives you the facts you need to fight a property tax bill that is spiraling out of control. You'll also read about what happens to property owners who don't check their property records, only to find out too late they're taxed on square footage, fixtures, and even buildings that they don't own. Is this happening to you? Learn your rights. Buy Attorney Pat Quintilian's book today. Are you getting screwed on your property taxes? How to find out and how to fix it. Available on Amazon.com. Astridian is a family of cosmetic products with 98% pure ionized minerals. We combine our science with a blend of essential oils to nourish and take care of your skin's health. How does it work? All Astridian products contain the proprietary redox technology, having the capability of simulating an ionic zinc-copper superoxide dismutase effect. This free radical scavenger currently in your body has been diminished by toxins and the daily stresses of life. It is a perfectly balanced mineral complex that all $200 an hour dermatologists, their professors, and ancient history have proven. Redox technology is a process of reducing the skin's oxidation by transferring electrons from a radical state to a stress-free normal condition. Oxidative stress is a form of cellular aging, and as science has proven, a precursor to disease. The free radical theory of aging states that organisms age because cells accumulate free radical damage over time. Damaged cells are not beautiful, but healthy cells are. The Astridium family is presented in four different uses that cover unique benefits to your body. They are the Essential Anti-Aging Series, the Multivitamin Series, Sports Series, and Professional Series. Regain your youth with the power of Astridium. Visit www.astridium.com and inquire. Use the code SUPERNATURAL and receive a 10% discount on your first purchase. Astridium, the beauty of being healthy. Welcome back, everyone, to Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker. I'm here with my co-host, PK. And our guest tonight is Amy Major. Excuse me. Amy is the author of a new book called Light the Way. We are talking about rescue mediumship. Wow, this was such an exciting story you just shared. What did you think of that, PK? Were you on the edge of your seat? Yes, and then all of a sudden I hear you clear your throat, and I remembered what Amy said earlier. <laughs> yes. We start clearing your throat that there's something there. You could have an entity attached, and maybe that's what we should talk about next. What do you think? Um, Amy, you have the ability, yeah, to um, to scan somebody and basically see if they've got an attachment and where that attachment is and what it is. So tell us about that. Well, actually, most people would be frightened to hear how common attachments really are. Um, In many different uh, scientific theories and within um, the studies of other metaphysical studies, 80% 
of the general population has some form of an attachment in any form of energy. Now, that could be a spirit attachment. That could be um, an energy cluster that's manifested. It could be an entity from another realm. It could be ET. It could be an energy cord of connection that has manifested into a projection. Many different forms of energy can be embedded into 80%, and 80 is on the low end. They're thinking closer than 90%, especially with the negativity going on in the world. But think about 80% of people have some form of attachment. I have the ability, I never knew I had this until I started developing my, my gifts, um, but I have the ability to kind of look through people like x-ray vision to look into their body and see, well, this doesn't belong to them. This is an energy with its own intelligence that's separate from them. From there, I go into that energy and I find out what the intelligence is. Is it a spirit? Is it an energy? Is it an ET? Is it an entity? What is this that's embedded inside people? Now, it may not be on inside people. It may be sitting on top of their aura, and I can actually physically see the energy of this um, entity or attachment sitting on their aura. And from there, I'm like, dude, <laughs> you got to get cleared because you have all this energy sitting on your aura, all this in, in, embedded energy into your chakras and into your body that need to be cleared out. And most people are walking around not even knowing that they have it. That is a scary thought. But again, it's wonderful that you have the ability to see it, identify it, and get, excuse me, get rid of it. I think, PK, I think I caught whatever you had. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, yeah, that is, it is so exciting because, now there's a way to deal with this stuff and a way to identify it. Can you give us a specific example of somebody that you cleared and what happened? Uh, well, one of my latest ones is, is a woman that I've been working with for about a year now. And she came to me with many different attachments of spirits waking her up in the middle of the night for seven years. And she's recently um, noticed that some of these spirits are just kind of crossing into her apartment and she doesn't know why it's kind of like a, like um, crossing um, at a crosswalk and all these spirits are coming into her, her space. Not only that, but they're attaching to her. So she came to me going, I really think I have a few spirit attachments. I could see them in my, in my vision. I could see them when I go to sleep at night and they're standing over my bed. I don't know what to do. Uh, from there, I'm like, yes, you certainly do. I can see it in your vibration. I can see these energies. I can see them in your throat, in your neck, in your stomach, in your sacral chakra. I can see them embedded deep within you. From there, we would just do a, a spirit attachment cleansing. But the thing is, is that after cleansing after cleansing, I'm like, okay, what else is going on? Why do you keep attracting these spirits? And come to find out in her neck, she created or the spirits created an energy vortex, which is a door to another realm. And these spirits were coming through a vortex that was created and embedded in her neck that she never knew about. So all these spirits coming into her apartment weren't coming from an outside source. They were coming from within her. So it was was amazing. And and we had to go in and try to figure out how to close because this vortex allowed spirits to come into our apartment and then create another vortex of energy 
in her apartment. So she had two vortexes going on without even realizing. And she's like, why do you keep attracting all these spirits? And she just knew the spirits keep opening up new doors. You keep clearing them out. They keep opening up doors and letting more in. So finally, when we realized we had the closed vortex, that door in her neck, um, we realized that kind of stopped these spirits from coming in again. But the funny thing is, it's like you kind of think, okay, why her neck? Why did she have a vortex there? And the thing is, as you go into her vibration, you can see, well, there's a wound there. There's a wound in her aura. Why is there a wound? Well, that may have been something of a medical illness she may have had in this life, or it could have been a medical illness in another life that she brought that karmic wound in with her. And from that wound, it created a um, kind of a denseness and a weakness in her aura, which allowed the spirits to create that vortex. This wasn't the only case I saw. I was working with another guy who had a vortex in his shoulder due to a bullet wound of a past life. He brought that karmic wound in with him, and the spirits were able to use that karmic wound as an energy door to keep coming in. And he had over 50 spirit attachments. Oh it kept coming gosh. through that vortex. So I'm finding all these door, doors and vortexes manifesting from people from old wounds from past lives. So it's happening more and more frequently, and I'm seeing it very often. And I wonder why. Why is it happening now more than before? What do you think is going on? Well, you know, people have a few theories. Um, I believe in two. Uh, the first theory is, as we ascend, as evolution entails for, for us as souls, uh, for humans, our consciousness is changing. As our consciousness changes, we raise our vibration. It's, it's the higher vibration, the new age theory, that our consciousness is, is changing to a higher frequency. In that higher frequency, we're now sensing and seeing energy that we have never seen before. We're now moving into the vibration of earthbound spirits, of these attachments. We're moving into their realm. We've never Uh been there before. We've been in a much denser vibration. So now we're moving into their realm. We can see them. They can now see us. And now that they see us, they want to know everything there is to know about us. So therefore, they're attaching like crazy, not just to hurt us, but to learn from us, to feed off of us. They're like, dude, we like your energy. We're going to try to take a little bit of that ourselves. So they're they're using us as hosts to to gain strength and, and, and to learn more about a different species. Another theory, why we have so many earthbound spirits attaching to people, and It goes again into the theory of evolution of our consciousness. As souls, we were very young before. As young souls, when we die, we always did what was told of us. When you die, your guides came, said, okay, we're taking you back into light. That's where you need to go. This is what you need to do in order to progress into another life. Fine, great. We're new souls. We'll do what we're told, just like children do. As we evolve, we have now become adolescent or teenage souls. Because of this teenage theory, what do teenagers do? They rebel. rebel. (laughs) They think, as our souls believe, 
we know what we're doing. We've gained enough knowledge and experience that we want to explore more. We want to know and experience something new. We don't want to always do what we're told. We want to do it our way. And from there, when we move into the transition period, we're like, you know what? I've gone into light every single time. I want to see what it feels like to roam for a while. I don't want to move into the light right away. I want to stay behind. I want to see my family grow up. I want to see the world. I want to stay behind. I'm not going. As we continue to evolve and we become older souls, when we die, we're going to be like, you know what? We were told to go into the light because that was the right thing to do. We've become wiser. And as we become wiser, we're going to go straight back into light because we understand that is the natural progression of souls in our transition. And from there, we'll go straight back into light and we won't be earthbound like we are now. But right now, at this very moment in time, we are still teenage and young adolescent souls. And we are going to rebel like crazy. And from there, who knows what can happen. The spirit world is kind of going through chaos, going, okay, we need more rescue mediums to come in and remind these souls that they need to continue moving into the light because they're really not listening right now. And we need someone to come with authority and tell them what to do because they're not listening to their guides. Wow. So teenagers are just as bad on the other side as they can be here. (laughs) Absolutely. I know what I'm doing. I'm going to do whatever I want. I know everything already. Yeah, right. (laughs) But, you know, we don't realize that. If you think about the population, the planet of of humans on on the planet, look at what we're doing to the planet. Look what we're doing to each other. Does that look like wise souls to you? Not does at that all. look like teenager souls? Does that look like teenager souls that are selfish, they're independent, and they're doing everything that they want to do, and they're not listening to their own light? They're not listening to the divinity? We do have yeah. an awful lot of old souls that are coming into this world with a higher vibration. They're spiritual teachers. They're mediums. They're um, intuitive light workers. We are the older souls that are trying to control the chaos of the younger souls. And it's it's really off balance right now, but we're doing the best that we can. Yeah, these are two fascinating theories. And going back to your first one, I really agree with that, that we're moving into their world and they are seeing us, as you mentioned, and getting yes. very curious about us because our vibration is changing. And I think that is right on the money. I agree with that wholeheartedly. How about you, PK? Do you see that too? Oh, heaven, yes. And I'm just fascinated by the fact that it doesn't matter how young we are or how old we are, we got problems. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but thank goodness for no people like you. Yeah, but Good you, PK, people, so much help with your numerology. And Amy, you're helping so many people with your rescue mediumship. But these are very, very critical uh, areas that need need attention. Now, you are also training people in how to do what you do. Do you do these classes in person? Do you do them on Skype? Tell us more about that. 
Um, I do a lot of these classes in person because I kind of like to explain a lot in detail. And then I take them on a field trip where I, I get them to have hands-on experience. But I couldn't do that for so many people around the world. So that's why I wrote the book Light the Way is to give kind of like a field guide and, and my class in a book that explains to people how to become a rescue medium. I have been told, and I promise to eventually do it, that I need to create webinars with some form of chat online to be able to have people answer or ask questions online so and that I could help people from a remote area. I do plan on doing that, and I probably plan on doing it through my Facebook group, Rescue Mediumship. Those who are interested in learning about rescue mediumship can be added into the group on Facebook, and from there they can ask all sorts of questions in the rescue realm, and we have mediums that do rescue from all over the world that give advice in that way. Oh, that's excellent. So do you also have a website you can tell people to go to? Yes, they can go to my website, amymajor.com. Um, from there, they could find out about my book, the uh, videos I've been in. Um, they could find out links to buy the book, as well as the uh, rescue services I provide, the energy home clearings. From there, they can also find out about my center that I run called Infinite Journey. That's the metaphysical center that I run. They have a link to my center, and from there, they could book services with me such as remote readings, um, healings, and they can actually have me come out to their home and do some energetic clearing work and spirit removal work. That's excellent. Now, you list in your book a number of tools that you use. You also talk about working with the angels. So tell us more about that, how to begin to work with these tools. What are the tools? Let's start there. A lot of the tools are really going to be based on your own personality. Um, tools are individually, and they have their own personality just as much as you do. So if you're a very grounded um, individual, you're very much into earth energy, you're going to be attracted to crystals, feathers, smudging, um, salt um, salt crystals, and salt rings around property. You're going to be interested in the elemental energy. For those who are more spiritually inclined, you're going to be interested in more of the singing bowls, the crystals, the higher vibrational crystals. You're going to be um, interested in sound therapies, prayers, connected in with angelic energy. So it really depends on your personality, the type of tools to go to. Me, I love music. I've been doing music since I was a kid. I used to play the trombone, and I used to sing. Uh, not anymore. <laughs> and now I'm trying to learn bass guitar. So I'm very much, I'm very much into music. So my guides know that. So I like to use high frequencies with sound in my clearing tools that I use. I use to, I'm very much connected in to, you know, shamanic practices. So I do a lot of smudging. I use a lot of crystals. Um, I use sound bowls, again, with the sound therapy. Um, a lot of people use, like, all sorts of tools. In my book, I have a list of many different tools that you can use that all pertain to your own personality and, and the things that you kind of gravitate towards. Whatever you really want to do, you just want to make sure you raise the vibration. If you're going to go towards energy clearing tools that neutralize the space, that's great. But that's good for neutralizing residual energy. It's not going to clear a spirit away. 
If you have a dense spirit there, you want to want to do is use tools that raise the frequency, raise the vibration of the space. So you create an uncomfortable environment for these negative spirits. So sound bowls, energy healing crystals, um, salt, all of that will help raise the vibration in your space. But again, don't remember, not all spirits are bad. (laughs) We're just talking about raising the vibration because raising the vibration is also going to heal spirits that aren't bad, but they're just looking for some sort of healing or or, or love or um, they're just looking for hope, helping them throughout their situation. So raising their vibration is going to help them relieve any tension or stress that they're under too. That makes sense. But how do the feathers fit into this? Feathers you really use with with smudging. I have my turkey feathers. It's a huge turkey feather. And when you burn sage, you want to use feathers to kind of feather and and, and, um, push the smoke around into the house when you're doing your smudging. And we use feathers because, again, that's a natural element. It's, it's part of the earth, part of animal energy. And I like to bring in my animal totems and my animal power spirits as well. So when I'm using the feathers, we're kind of using that just to kind of stroke and move the, the smoke around the house. Okay. What's, so what's you have to be cognizant of – go ahead, PK. I was, was going to wonder, what crystals would you use when you're doing this? when you're doing this smudging and everything? I personally like to use high vibrational crystals. Um, A lot of people like to use the dark jet, the black obsidian, um, the smoky quartz. To me, it's like those are great. Those are great to have in the house if you want to trap and embed energy into them because they are um, condensing energy. They, They withdraw energy into them like, like a sponge. Me, I like to raise the frequency. I like to use high vibrational crystals like amethyst, quartz, rose, you know, rose quartz. Um, I, I like to use angelic, you know, aqua orange, you know, auras and um, anything that has to do with angelic energy. I, I just love, I mostly just use quartz because quartz is my go-to because quite often I'm leaving crystals behind with the homes that I cleanse and clear. And if I lost, left you know, amethysts and everything with them, I'd be losing a whole lot of money. So I, I kind of just take a very high vibrational quartz that I leave behind with people. Uh-huh. We've got to get into the angels, and I think that'll that's going to be a longer discussion, but you like Archangel Michael, right? That is one of your favorites in working with mediumship and rescuing and healing. Is Michael your favorite? Did I read that correctly in your book? Actually, um, Archangel Gabriel is the angel that I work with the most. Um, Archangel Mike and I have a a very interesting relationship together. Um, Michael really comes in when it comes to protection. So when you're doing working with entities, when you're working with lower-level spirits, um, he really comes in as a form of protection. Um, Archangel Gabriel is very strong with me because Gabriel is the messenger he also works with those of the arts and those with writing and communication. And my main focus with doing rescue work is to teach and to write books about rescue mediumship. So Gabriel is very strong with me. He's been strong with me for about 20 years now. Um, I also like to use Archangel Raphael 
because Raphael's the angel of healing. And that's really your main focus is coming in and doing an awful lot of healing for these spirits that have really kind of lost their way and, and they're feeling lost and scared and confused. So, so Raphael's really going to come in and provide that love and support and that energy cleansing for them. But I got to tell you, the one angel that I work with more than any of the other angels combined is Archangel Azrael. Now, oh, really? who is that? Archangel Azrael is the angel of death. Angel, he is the angel of transition. And every, and when he first appeared to me, he appeared to me looking like the Grim Reaper. And I'm like, oh, no, no way am I working with this dude. He's scary. He's looking very dark and sinister. Why is he coming to say that he's going to be working with me? I'm freaking out here. Well, this is years ago. And, and then he's like, look. I'm going to be working with you. I'm going to be working with you the most. Get used to it. And over time, I realized the Grim Reaper has always been characterized as the angel of death. Well, Archangel Azrael is the angel of death. But as he transformed over time, he's actually a beautiful, soft, cream white color that is practically the light, the white light that guides so many souls to the other side is Archangel Azrael, the angel of light. How would you spell and that? And so A-Z-R-E-A-L. That's good. That's good to do. And Archangel Azrael is the, the angel that I work with the most because it's all about transition and helping souls move into the light because he is the light. So whenever people say, I saw this bright white light, well, yep, that was an angel lighting your way. And so people always imagine the Grim Reaper because people always imagine death to be a bad experience, whereas it's quite the opposite. Death is an amazing, loving experience that so many people are afraid of. And if they only knew how beautiful it was, they wouldn't fear it. But... He is the angel I work with the most, more than any others. But, yes, I definitely work with Michael. I work with Raphael. I work with Gabriel and several others, depending on what that spirit needs at that moment. How do you recognize them, Amy? Um, They really kind of come in with color um, and symbols, and you have to kind of get used to their vibration. When angels and guides work with you you're not going to always see them you're not going to always say okay who is this energy standing right next to me over time when you realize who this spirit is you're going to get a sense and feel and familiarity with what they feel like to you so when these spirits or these angels come back in and connect with you you're going to like oh wait i know that feeling i know that sensation i know that energy that's michael Sometimes they'll manifest. Sometimes you'll see them in your mind. Sometimes you'll see their color all around you. Sometimes you'll see objects like Archangel Gabriel. His symbol is the peacock. I never knew that. Years ago, I would have peacock stuff coming to me everywhere. And I'm like, dude, I never knew I liked peacocks so much until people started explaining well, Gabriel's symbol is the peacock. I'm like, get out of here. Are you serious? And like, yes. So now I've got peacock stuff all over my house, and I never knew why. 
because Gabriel was the strongest angel that I'd been working with, and his vibration, his color, is one of my most favorite colors ever, which is indigo in a dark blue. That's Gabriel. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So this is how I knew Gabriel was working with me, just based on how I felt when he was around. I would see him in my visualization. I had the peacocks around me, and then I was drawn to his color. So it's going to be different for everyone, but you're going to have many different symbols that come to you. That's great. Well, hang on, everybody. We are going to take another short commercial break, and we are going to return to this great discussion that we are having with Amy Major. She is a rescue medium, and she is the author of a new book called Light the Way. So stay tuned, everybody. We will be right back. Are you ready for a new experience of freedom and powerful connection? Would you like a positive, effortless change in your life? Then come to CosmicFusion.com, where we offer the most advanced energy clearing and expansion techniques in the world with a quantum vortex energy to activate your divine blueprint and life's purpose. When your soul leads the way with cosmic fusion and quantum vortex energy, you can break clear of past difficulties and blocks with the power of the source. With Cosmic Fusion, the source energy does the work for you. It's easy and effortless. Listen to our free meditation right from our Cosmic Fusion website, the Cosmic Code Meditation. Sign up for one of our interactive webinars today. Come to Cosmic Fusion, www.kosmicfusion.com to experience an effortless awakening and transformation. Are you ready for an upgrade? Are you ready for a new experience of living in the fifth dimensional magic and powerful connection? Then visit CosmicFusion.com today. CosmicFusion.com Astridian is a family of cosmetic products with 98% pure ionized minerals. We combine our science with a blend of essential oils to nourish and take care of your skin's health. How does it work? All Astridian products contain the proprietary redox technology, having the capability of simulating an ionic zinc-copper superoxide dismutas effect. This free radical scavenger currently in your body has been diminished by toxins and the daily stresses of life. It is a perfectly balanced mineral complex that all $200 an hour dermatologists, their professors, and ancient history have proven. Redox technology is a process of reducing the skin's oxidation by transferring electrons from a radical state to a stress-free normal condition. Oxidative stress is a form of cellular aging, and as science has proven, a precursor to disease. The free radical theory of aging states that organisms age because cells accumulate free radical damage over time. Damaged cells are not beautiful, but healthy cells are. The Astridium family is presented in four different uses that cover unique benefits to your body. They are the Essential Anti-Aging Series, the Multivitamin Series, Sports Series, and Professional Series. Regain your youth with the power of Astridium. Visit www.astridium.com and inquire. Use the code SUPERNATURAL and receive a 10% discount on your first purchase. Astridium, the beauty of being healthy. Your property tax bill. Have you seen it lately? It's frightening. Your property taxes are going up while your home value is going down. It's time to fight back and win. For the real truth about the property tax system, get Attorney Pat Quintilian's book, Are You Getting Screwed on Your Property Taxes? How to Find Out and How to Fix It. 
Attorney Quintilian answers all your questions and gives you the facts you need to fight a property tax bill that is spiraling out of control. You'll also read about what happens to property owners who don't check their property records, only to find out too late they're taxed on square footage, fixtures, and even buildings that they don't own. Is this happening to you? Learn your rights. Buy Attorney Pat Quintilian's book today. Are you getting screwed on your property taxes? How to find out and how to fix it. Available on Amazon.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker. I am here with my co-host, PK, and our terrific guest tonight, psychic medium and rescue medium, Amy Major. Wow, this has been just a great evening speaking with you, Amy, and listening to all the wisdom you have to offer. It's terrific. Thank you for having me. It's awesome. We're very fortunate, and I know our audience is thrilled to death with the information you've been able to share with us tonight. Yeah, it's it's really true. Really, right on. And now I'm going to put you on the spot, so please bear with me. Um, You're also a a medium that communicates with spirits on the other side, correct? So if somebody called you and said, I'd like to have a reading with you, you would still do that kind of work. Yes, of course. Most uh, half the work that I do is what I call message mediumship, which is the psychic mediumship connecting to those who are on the other side. Quite often I'll be like, okay, I'm talking to a relative of yours. The first question is, are they earthbound? Are they on the other side? <laughs> I'm like, I also <laughs> talk to people on the other side. It's spirit is spirit, whether on one vibration or in another. So I talk to spirits on the other side just as much as earthbounds. Well, here's what's been happening. Uh, Since we got on the air tonight, I have been feeling a presence, and the presence is of Becky Andreasen, who was a co-host with us until she passed. Mm -hmm. And we miss her very much. She was also very talented as a psychic medium, but she is right here. And I was wondering if you could please uh, say hello to her and see what she's got to say, because apparently she's got a message and I'm not picking up on the message. So she's bugging me to talk to you. (laughs) Yeah, she said she's been um, standing behind you. She's got her hands on your shoulders and and she keeps saying that you need a massage. (laughs) Oh, God, Becky, you're right, you're right. (laughs) yeah i mean she seems very playful but you know there's there's such a sadness there uh when i connect in with her right in her heart chakra and so i didn't know if maybe something had happened with her with her chest but every time i connect into her i feel like there's a there's a lower vibration right in her chest and it feels like there's some sadness there feeling like like she really wasn't ready to go she feels like quite a feisty person, though. I got to say, quite a bit of personality to her as I connect in with her, and and she's really, I, I got to say, a healer. Every time I connect into her, she like has this beautiful green glow of energy all around her. Was she a natural healer? She was. She was an amazing healer, and I do agree, and I think you do too, PK, with everything that you're saying, Amy, because I know Becky didn't want to leave. She was. She was enjoying her, her journey with us as a co-host. She was enjoying meeting all the guests and being able to express her own creativity and her own talent as a psychic medium. Unfortunately, she had esophageal cancer and it mm-hmm. had metastasized. But, um, yeah, I mean, we, 
I just felt her so strongly when you got on the air, there she was. So is there <laughs> anything you can do to help her with that sadness you feel in her heart center? Well, she she's definitely growing. She's expanding. She's kind, kind of coming to peace with her transition. And she kind of makes me feel like she now wants to be an advocate, a guide for you. And she keeps showing oh. me a pad of paper and a pen and saying, why is it, aren't you writing? She keeps saying <laughs> you're supposed to be writing. And she's like, you're not doing it. She's telling on me. She's right. Yes, she is. Yes, so, so familiar, my dear. Oh, God. Uh, Becky, you're giving you. away all my secrets here. <laughs> and, and she's Amy, like, if only not. people knew how amazing your writing was. But she says, don't let it, don't let the fear stop you. Don't you dare. Because you're so good at helping people around you. This is her words, not mine. She says, you're so good at helping people around you. You always put yourself last. You got to stop doing that. And she says, you're a teacher. You're a guide for so many people. And it's time for you to kind of step into the spotlight of teaching. And she's like, you got to write. You got to write. You got to write. And so she's almost putting the pen in your hand. And she's like, I know it's a metaphor, but she's like, she's going to make sure you you don't stop. Because she says, you have a way of getting sidetracked. She says, not anymore. Yeah. Gee, oh, I wonder how that happens. happens. Oh, my God, uh-huh. Amy. What a beautiful message from Becky. And it's right on. I mean, I, I know that that's exactly what she's saying. And I so appreciate you being able to to convey that. And, wow, you are 100% right on about Becky. And, I mean, both PK and I, we love her with all our heart. I mean, she's an amazing woman. And we we miss her. We miss her terribly. Yeah, but she's like, you know, there's nothing to miss because she's right there with you all of the time. She's like, even when you don't want me there, she's there what? with you. And she said she likes to sit on your the end of your bed often. Oh. So I don't know if you feel like something at the end of your bed, but she likes I to sit do. there a lot. I do. I yeah. do feel that. Yes. And I always think it's the dog, but then I get up and look and it's not. So, Becky, that's you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this what a wonderful, wonderful conversation. Thank you, Amy, for facilitating oh, that. Oh, my pleasure. She's very fun. <laughs> I oh, gotta say. Yeah. Full of energy. She is. She's she's always been fun and I guess that stayed right with her even when she passed. So that's good now, to know. Did she have a thing for candy at all? Because keep she keeps showing me like lollipops and candy. And it almost I, seems like it was a way for her to escape or something to to get over something. Well, I'm sure she had a sweet tooth. I have no doubt about that. <laughs> I know her mom, Betty, could probably confirm that. And I'll have to talk to Betty tomorrow about this. But, yes, I think she had quite a sweet tooth. And she loved her mm. cats and she loved her dogs. She was a big animal lover. Yeah. Yeah, she, she's still with them. All the time, she is such an amazing soul. I got to tell you, as I connected with her, she really yeah. is. And she she's got this thing with her hands. She keeps moving her hands around, like she wants to like massage your feet or something. She's just all oh. about energy with her hands. Yes, yeah, she was. She was an incredible healer. She really was, and I'm sure she is even now, just on the other side of the veil. 
So, Becky, I will take that massage anytime you want to give it to me. <laughs> I'm ready. And I promise well, I'll she keep said, writing. Yeah, she said, actually, it's more like a slap in be- beside the head because she's going to make sure that you're listening to her. Oh, no problem there. Oh, that's terrific. Yes, Becky, I promise I'll listen. Uh, you know, when people have passed, like my first husband passed away in 1972, is it still viable to com- to communicate to the degree that I did it at one point in time? It really all it depends on where the spirit is on the other side, what they're doing, because it's like when a spirit makes their transition, when they're when they're newer um, on the other side, they're still very much connected to their life here in the physical realm. They're still connected to people that they were um, they had in their life, their families, their friends, their loved one. It's still very much in their energy and on their mind. Now, the longer they are on the other side, that gives them time to go through their life review connect in with their soul families, go back to school, learn some new, some new uh, awareness and knowledge. And from there, they can create jobs on the other side. They can get very busy doing humanitarian work all over the universe. So depending on what the spirit's doing for how long they've been there, it all depends on how much of a strong link can you get with them, depending on how busy they are. Now, there may be spirits that decide for the longest time, I'm not working, I'm not going to school, I'm just standing by your side until you come to greet me here in this in the spirit world. There are some spirits that do that, that they get kind of nudged and bugged by their spirit team and their guides to kind of go back to school, learn, keep evolving, keep becoming a better and greater consciousness. Not all spirits do it because guess what? We got free choice and our, our free will decides whether we do or don't. But if he's, he, they've been gone since 1972, there's a good chance that they're either in school or they've got a job. But you can still always connect to them because love never dies, ever. Right. You know, it's funny about uh five years ago or so, it was so real. I felt him sitting next to me, talking to me. I could see him just as plain as if, if he were physically there. And I have not seen him since that time. Wow. Which I thought was kind of, after all that, it was just like he had his favorite sweater on. Uh, he was telling me everything was okay, kissed me on the cheek, told me the, the kids would be all right, and that was the end of it. And I haven't you know, outside of the prayers that I say, but that was the last actual feeling that I had that he was there. And how long ago was that? About five years ago. Mm. Now, was there anything going on in your life that you felt that he needed to come in and comfort you? Uh, Yeah, yes, that's true. There there are a lot of transitions going on, and... uh, uh, yes, because they come what? in when they feel that they need that you need them. The you uh-huh. know spirits get busy, but if they sense a pull from you, say you know what I need just a little bit of extra support right now because I'm going through a lot. Spirits can sense that from the other side. They'll get pulled into your vibration, and they'll be around you just to let you know you're not alone. You're never alone, but they just want to come in and remind you. Don't worry, you're not doing this alone. That's good to know. That's very good to know. I've always known that he had been there, but like I said, that was so uh, 
so strong the the presence was there. You could feel mm. the bed moving down. He sat down and to talk to me, and I mean it was surreal, surreal. Mm. Those are gifts. Those are amazing yeah. gifts that we all have to cherish when they happen. And sometimes yeah. it just reminds us of our connection because we sometimes forget <laughs> along the way of our connection that they're still there. Because people here in the physical world, we like to see things. We like to sense and feel things. We're physical beings. We need to be reminded of that. And spirits forget. They don't, they're not in the physical realm. And just by being around us, they forget we need that physical connection. And every now and then they get reminded of it and they come just a little bit closer to connect to us in a physical way. And it's usually when we need them the most. So mm-hmm. never give up, never can I stop connecting to them. Well, that's good for everyone to know. That way, regardless of whatever is transpiring, there's still hope opportunities and possibilities. Absolutely. This is so fascinating. This is great. What a great show. Amy, we're so glad you're here with us. Now, you talk in your book about protection, and you mentioned it at the beginning of the show also. How do people do protection for themselves when they're going into an environment where there may be some type of entity that may not be friendly? Well, they really need to start learning about shielding. And when we say shielding, it's forming kind of like I always say, shield up, Scotty. Um, You've got to put your energetic shield up. I use a lot of Star Trek terms in my work. Um, But it's like, shield up, Captain. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, let's put our shields of energy around us. Let's put our energetic links on of where we're not going to be um, dominated by a heavy energy around us that's attacking us so we have to reaffirm our power we have to reaffirm our vibration and our connection to divinity we have to reaffirm that we know we're stronger than them we have our free will and there's nothing they can do that can harm us in any way that we don't allow so having confidence understanding free will and understanding that the power of your own energy is enough to protect you in any circumstance. Now, quite often we get um, our vibration lowered by certain events, such as a breakup, a loss of a loved one. Um, we, you know, we're stuck in traffic. We don't like our job. We're unhappy with our life. We've gained too much weight. All of these things impact us in a mental and an emotional way that affects our aura and our vibration. It lowers it. What you need to do is keep your vibration strong. Think good things about yourself. Think good things about people around you. Have unconditional love for each other. Have confidence in yourself. Believe that anything is possible. All of these things keep your internal frequency high. The higher the vibration you reside in, the less protection you really need because nothing can harm you if you stay in your own power. And everybody needs to learn that. Great lesson. Now, when you talk about shields up, do you mean to visualize anything in particular? I know some people like to visualize mirrors uh, around them, and it just feeds back any negativity that might be coming their way. Do you have a certain shield that you envision when you use that technique? 
Um, I don't use mirrors. It's a reflective energy. Sometimes the energy um, that spirits are projecting out to you um, can be pain and suffering, and you certainly don't want to reflect that back onto the spirit. They have enough of that. You're trying to heal them. So you don't want to push negativity back into them unless, of course, you're feeling threatened and they're attacking you. Most spirits aren't trying to. Um, What I like to do is I like to start at the core, which is your heart center, your heart. Start at your heart chakra and just think of the one thing that creates the most love and joy in your life. And imagine and just sense that and feel that and feel the, the joy that radiates from your heart by that single thought. With that single thought, I now want you to spread that feeling of joy and love out through your heart and expand that out through your entire body so your whole body can feel that joy. And once your whole body is filled with joy, I now want you to spread that out and push it out through your body. And I want you to just surround your whole energy of all your of your body and encase it in that cocoon of love and joy as if you're shining this beautiful light from within, from, from your heart and pushing it out throughout your body, and you're now sitting in a bubble of pure love. After you've done that, I now want you to form a crust around that bubble of energy with whatever color you feel is going to protect you. You can use Archangel Michael's color. You can use an indigo blue. You can use silver. You can use red for power. You can use gold for God. You can use what silver for protection. You can use whatever color you want, but just encase your beautiful bubble of love with this protection color. And from there, you've formed a shield of protection, of love, of light, and of a vibrational frequency of protection and strength. And that's all you need to do. Well, that sounds great. Yeah. Go ahead, PK. I, I just am I'm amazed that, you know, if we think of everything as being so difficult, and yet as you're expre- explaining it, Amy, it gives you the feeling of reassurance and positivity that we can all step into this light and make it work. You know, this is something everybody can do every day, not even when they're feeling like they're being threatened by spirits or energy. Mm-hmm. We're walking around as balls of energy relating and connecting to other energy. And sometimes everyone that you encounter during the day isn't necessarily an energy that you want to take in and and um, take into your own aura. So you need to shield yourself every day and so you can control whatever frequency you allow in and which ones you don't. You don't have to allow negativity to get to you. You can't control what happens to you. You can only control how you react to it. And from there, your whole environment can change based on the way that you think about your life and about yourself and others. Also, this shielding that you just taught us how to do, it it can give you a moment to step back from the drama that you might be encountering. I I don't really feel, it's very rare that I've ever felt threatened by a spirit, but people, that's another story. So you bring up a valid point. You know, why not use this level of loving protection uh, every day in your daily life? Oh, yeah. I mean, most of the negativity comes from the physical realm. You know, we have to deal with all of that. That is true. We really do. So this is a good way of of 
basically transforming ourselves and our own response to what occurs in our life. It's it's a beautiful way to do that, and I like that a lot. So thank you for sharing that. It's a good one. Oh, you're most and, welcome. Everybody should do it. Try to do it on a daily basis. And just think, visualization isn't easy at first. It's kind of like just having a daydream and you're imagining this, this happening from within your body and feel like, how do I visualize this? Like, how do you just think of think, think of something? I like to give an example. I just want you to close your eyes and visualize an apple. And when you do that, what does the apple look like? What color is it? How shiny is it? What size is it? What type of apple is it? This is a visualization practice that you can use where you see and sense that apple is where the art of visualization starts. All you have to do is imagine something in your mind and then create an extension from that. Transform it into something. Your thought is power. And with that power, you can do anything with it. So just visualizing anything and just kind of allow it to manifest and change and you'll see where it can take you. Well, that's terrific. Yeah, and and again, we are so distracted today by so many things, and especially the little electronic devices that we love so much. And it becomes even more difficult to maintain a focus. So being able to do this visualization you just mentioned is a big help because, again, we get pulled in a million different directions, and it is so important to keep a focus, especially on the things that we want so that's not easy to do. It never was, but now I think it's even more difficult. Oh, it is. But you know what? The uh, the intention is so strong. Your intention can can manifest so many things for you. So it's keep up with the visualization even when you feel that you can't. Practice, practice, practice. No one's going to be perfect at first. This takes years to develop. And but just be patient with yourself because you know they call it a spiritual journey for a reason. <laughs> it's not a race. Oh darn! <laughs> it's not a spiritual moment. <laughs> nope. I know there is so much. There's so many different things that we need to learn. And again, you've been able to teach us so much just in the the time that we've spent on on the show tonight. It's been great. Now, please, again, Amy, tell everybody your website. Yep, it's amymajor.com. And again, remember, on Facebook, I have a chat group. Um, Just type in Rescue Mediumship. Um, I can approve to have you on the group if you want to learn anything about Rescue Mediumship. Anybody can become a Rescue Medium. If you have the love in your heart to do, to heal, to help, and to provide a way for spirits to transition, I say go for it. There we, rescue mediums are needed so much now, and I'm willing to train anybody who wants to become one. That's my job now. It isn't necessarily to do the work so much, but rather to be an, an advocate and a teacher and trainer for those in the field. So don't hesitate to reach out to me. Oh, that's terrific. Now, do you often yeah. recommend that, people start this work that they go in as a team because you mentioned a team at the beginning of the show that you did the rescue of the little girl do you recommend that that people start with maybe a couple of different people that they can work with absolutely i know at the end of my book it's um medium beware 
Um, it's the last chapter. It actually gives some tips and advice for mediums out in the field. And one of the tips is never go anywhere alone. Even if you think you know the person, never do the rescue work alone. Now, there are mediums that are going to get into rescue work, and they find their strength is mediumship. They're going to connect these birds. They're going to talk to them, and they're going to help them. There are some that get into rescue mediumship that are more energy healers. They're more energy clearers. They like to work with the, the shamanistic practices. They like working with elementals. They like doing energy clearing. I always recommend a medium and an energy clearer to work together because quite often you're going to be doing them simultaneously together as a team. Never go alone. Always work together. Advice. Great advice. Again, the name of the book is Light the Way, everybody. It is going to be available next week. Mm-hmm. You can go to amymajor.com and Make your plans with Amy if you want to become a rescue medium. She's the go-to person for this. And, Amy, thank you so much. This has been a great show. We can't thank you enough. Oh, thank you. And if anybody wants to go on Amazon.com, my book is available for pre-order, so they can order it now. I know a lot of people have already. It's probably going to be sold out as soon as it gets released. So if you do want a copy of the book, I would go and pre-order it now. Because it will take a few weeks for them to restock it. My book, Toward the Light, my first book is out of stock. But you can try to find the books on barnesandnoble.com as well. They have a few copies available. Terrific. Well, thanks again. Thank you so much for having me. It was awesome. You girls are just Um, wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. This has been great. All right, everybody. Next week, we are going to be talking about the Enochian language and angels and John D. All that great stuff. So that's next week. Until then, we'll see you on the Blue Highway. Good night, everyone. Good night. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural Girls. much that was terrific thank you so much for having me well we're gonna have to have you back i'm sorry what was that i said it's definitely you're a delight to have and to work with oh thank you so much thank you thank you for the uh, numerology information in the beginning i really appreciate that i have been told the a definitely stands out so (laughs) i've definitely heard that before More than you know. (laughs) But it's also your (laughs) salvation. Yep. That's great. It definitely is. Well, have a good night, and we will talk to you again. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You guys have a wonderful night. Thanks, Amy. Take Take care. care. Good luck. Okay. Bye-bye.